Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready-made clothes, they also have a good career services division for your young person, because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. You guys have invested a lot of time and energy and money in that college education, now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job, so they can make that right first impression. You know, I'm important that is so swing on by leon tailoring check out their career services division leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis so center what do you think of the budget overall um well i'm happy with it um it's balanced uh like i i told you guys this morning we left uh, quite a bit in reserves left a little cushion there um, because we don't know what the forecast is going to be and like i said it's easier to to add than take away so i think we left a pretty healthy balance um with the budget so who's gonna could you explain more on why you decided not to go along with the voucher expansion that the house had proposed Um, i I think as we discussed on our side it really had to do with the uh the eligibility piece and the pathways um as i said before the pathways really adds to the cost so they had an extra half a billion um in the k-12 for to pay for that and with us we felt that the billion-dollar buy-down of the pre-96 was in Senate Bill 2, so we felt we had to start there. So we, we went with the billion-dollar buy-down of the pension. So obviously you feel thing than a uh, philosophical. Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not philosophical. There might be a little philosophical difference on the amount, which the eligibility be. I, I don't think there is an issue whether we have vouchers or not. I mean, that, that we're, we're fine with that. I think we just have to figure out, is it you know, the 300% or the 400%, what should the eligibility be? Obviously, you feel strongly about your position on vouchers. The House feels strongly about theirs. And on pre-96, who blinks first? Well, but we do that every year, and we always figure out in the end. I mean, we've done nothing this year that we haven't done every other budget. So, And we always figure it out. So I'm pretty confident we'll figure it out in the end. We did nothing different this year than we have in the past. So. Why, are we directing, why are we directing property tax revenue to charter schools? Um, I think the argument was that um, charter schools are a public school. And so um, I know uh, many didn't like the $1,400 operating piece in the school funding on, on the House side. So um, we had a bill. Senator Rogers had a bill, and, and her and Senator Holman worked on that. So we met and decided that we would go down this this uh, avenue of trying the property taxes. Why are, as, we, as we look at it, it doesn't feel like there's going to be significantly increased funding for charter schools because you're bringing down the grant while giving them property tax dollars. Well, I mean, they're going to get more money in the formula because, you know, they're in the formula as well. This is just the charter school grant because we, we still have the school grant because it would phase out. As they go up in the property taxes, they would phase down in the school grant, which eventually would phase out the, the charter school grants. But they still get more money in the formula. What do you make of the concerns that Senator Melton raised, though, about sending the property tax revenue to charter schools, particularly for lower income districts? Well, I think well, one of them brought up about the assessed value being low in some areas. But you know, as we looked at the charter schools, those charter schools aren't going to get much anyway because the uh, so some of the charter schools are not going to get much property tax revenue because of what they said about the low assessed value. So it'd be the same thing; they wouldn't be getting much money from the property tax if there's no assessed value. Speaking of, speaking of property taxes. Uh, was there any property tax relief in your budget? 
snow, why not? Not in the budget. There's a couple bills floating around. Is that four, uh, let's say $14.99. I can't remember the exact bill. But all that almost all the property tax relief out of that. So, correct. But, I mean, I think you'll see it in a bill somewhere. Um, you know, I've said uh, with Senate Bill uh, Senate Bill 3, I think Senate Bill 3, Holdman's uh, uh, Tax Commission, um, I've proposed uh, maybe doing 100% exemption for Homestead. Um, I think that's doable. It's a $2.8 billion. And like I told you guys this morning that, uh, you know, we pay down the pre-96. We're a third of the way there. So. Why did you choose to go back to the governor's proposal for textbook funding as opposed to the House version? Um, as, as we heard everybody speak about it, I think most felt that the textbook funding would kind of get lost in the formula. And as we talked to the education uh, folks, they felt that it, it would work being outside the formula. So Senator Bassler decided to pull it out of the formula. Where does your caucus stand on the House's idea to let charter schools participate in referendums, the operating and school safety referendums? Well... I mean, if we're going to go down the property tax side here, it would be hard for me to say that they can't share that. I mean, I guess if we're going down property tax, there would probably have to be some sort of sharing on the referendums as well. Could you walk us through the discussions on mental health funding, where the amount is right now and where it may go next? Sure, Senate Bill 1. So we put in $15 million in year 1 and $20 million in year 2 of general fund dollars. Um, we had discussed on our side the 988 fee. Um, the, uh, it sounded like there was some pushback maybe on the other side on doing a 988 fee. Uh, they seemed, uh, uh, as the, the two uh, authors came back on one and four, heard over in the House that they'd prefer to do a cigarette tax. So I think uh, what we decided to do was let's just work together and decide what is that fee going to be. I mean, I, I think we agree we didn't fully fund it. We just put some general fund dollars. There's got to be something else in there. But I think we need to decide what is that going to be. Is it going to be a cigarette tax as they would like to see? I think our folks want to see more of a 988, and we're just going to have to discuss that. So, so, is your, so is your idea that at the end of this budget process that there will be for Senate Bill 1, both general fund for maybe the community mental health centers and some sort of fee or tax for... I, I believe that's what the author would like to see is, is both. I mean, I can't say that that'll happen, but yeah, I think that's what we were looking at in, in our version. We just couldn't get there. With the Medicaid increase, you know, does that take into account any of the unwinding that we're going to see with people? When you say unwinding, what do you mean? The unwinding when people are... Drops in the rolls Drop, after... Um, like, no longer continuous Medicaid eligibility. Are you talking about the FMAP yeah. the, from the federal emergency? Yes. Well, yeah, the funding goes away, but also we can uh, review their eligibility. So, obviously, some people will come off, but I still think there'll be a decrease in funding in some way from the FMAP. Because after we take those folks off, I still think there'll be somewhat of a cut. Um, but as I said... As you heard me, uh, Medicaid is my biggest concern, the increase in the Medicaid. Um, it's already starting to inch into the uh, K-12 funding a little bit. Could you go into that a little bit more, a little bit more detail as to what your concern is with respect to Medicaid and when does Medicaid become the state's largest? Budget? Well, it's, it's the growth. As I said, you know, we went down 2% in, in the pie. Where, you know, we were at 50% for a K-12. We're down to 48. But Medicaid jumped up from 15 to 17. So there's a 2% swing. Um, and when you have a $2 billion increase in spending in, in Medicaid, and our tuition support only went up 1.1%, um, I'm very concerned about the Medicaid spending. Because if that continues, that will eat into K-12. That's actually a slight decrease from, like, only a couple hundred. But could you kind of talk about why that's slightly a decrease from the House version? Where did you guys come up with your numbers? On Medicaid. 
I'm not sure because we used uh, we did their 90% on the equalization. Um, if it's a little off, I'm not sure if it's some of the numbers um, FSSA gave us on the on the provider rates. Um, they were a little different. I know they said they had updated numbers. Um, that could be it. I'm not 100% positive why we're off just a little bit. Why not do any of the uh, income tax cuts that the House was proposing? Um, I wouldn't say we're against the cuts as much as we keep doing just a little at a time. And, and this kind of goes into the pre-96. If we pay that down, you know, that's a billion dollars a year. I think it gives us flexibility to something more transformational. And, you know, if we keep nibbling down, are we going to get rid of income tax? I mean, is that what we want to do? That's a big hit. That's $8 billion a year. Um, so I think the Senate would just like to do more of a long-term uh, a tax program, whether it be property tax or income tax, instead of just do a little each year. On CTE and honor certificates, so just to be clear, or grants rather, just to be clear, you're zeroing out uh, those dedicated funds and instead kicking that into general funding for schools? Correct. So we took that dollar amount and Senator Bassler rolled that into the school funding formula. And uh, the way he explained it was it gave schools more flexibility. So if the, the student wants to go do a CTE program, they can use that money for that. If they want to get into some kind of STEM program, they can do that as well. Um, I think one of the things behind that was the... Uh, decrease in the uh, graduation uh, rates from college. Um, there was some concern about that, and he felt like this might push kids maybe toward college because those numbers are, are down, and we have companies looking to come here, and they are concerned a little bit about our college graduation rates. Can you explain the hesitation on giving more money towards the public health uh, request that the governor made? Well, first of all, I mean, it's no secret we have issues with quite a few members on, on Senate Bill 4 as it is. Um, there's some issues with the control of the health department and everything. Um, I think once we moved the money over to the budget agency and the budget committee, that did pick up quite a few votes in our caucus. If so they feel the legislature at least controls the money. Um, so I was told, I met with Senator Kinley on Monday and told him what our numbers were going to be. And so what we did, we took out those four line items um, that were very specific in the House budget that were below that. Um, and he said that would give them more flexibility if they could maybe work better with the 75 and 150. There's been some talk that uh, maybe the state surplus is too big. Maybe we should give those money, the money back to Hoosiers, help with property tax, et cetera. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on the surplus? Is it too big, too small, just right over? Well, I've always been higher on my end. I mean, just from a personal standpoint, we always talk about 11 or 12%. Mine was always more like 13 to 15 um, and I think we saw during COVID, I mean, we went through that money. We, we talk about how we have this big reserve, but our budget's getting much bigger, and we went through that money real quick. So if we have a downturn, we could go through it fairly quickly. So that's my concern. I, I guess I always try to be, you know, a little more cautious and, and keep a little higher reserve. Do you have any, uh, you acknowledge that that might come down in the final budget, uh, that reserve level. Do you have, like, some sort of red line that you don't want to go below? Um, well, I like to stay at 13 to 15, but I think <laughs> I'm, what, 13 some and 14 some, but um, we just have to see what, you know, members want certain things, and we have to see where that puts us. You know, like you mentioned the education piece. If we go back and forth on the education piece, that would eat up quite a bit. One more? So. You left vouchers as it is. Is there any possibility of that getting expanded, or is that a no-go? 
Um, well, the House is going to push pretty hard to do that. And like I said, in the last couple budgets, we did the same thing. We kept it as is, and they did get some kind of a increase. Um, the last budget I remember was uh, the pathways, because the pathways is really the, by taking away the pathways, that's the real cost, the increase in the cost to the, the voucher. So in the last budget, that's what happened. They kept their um, their eligibility at 300% took away the, or brought the pathways back and it, it made it, uh, it make the expenditures go way down. So there might be a combination. I mean, I can never sit here and say never because they're pretty adamant about it. And so we'll just have to talk about that in the next two weeks. Here's a technical thing I just, we were talking about. I just want to make sure, right? With your school funding increase, your the tuition support, you're basically about 4.5 or so each each year. Yeah, it's like 4.68 and then 4.54, I think. I've got it. Yeah, I don't have it in the top of my head. Because well, what was in the well, handout. I, I think yeah. it's like 9.7. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it's, I think when we put the CT, you might have changed that a little bit. Um, but our funding was the same as the governor's level. We just decided he, he was higher in year one and Senator Bassler wanted to kind of equalize that. So made it more equal in year two, but same amount of spend. So, all right, all right well, they're going to take guys. me away. So, hey, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.